I'm Kim Salmock, and this is my story with Jesus. I don't really remember life before Jesus. I grew up in a very uh, faith-based home. Um, growing up, my family was the tech team. I remember dragging the huge strip of, of wires all the way up the middle of, of the auditorium to get to the front. And that was our Sunday morning, every Sunday. And it was, it was our way of life. It was, it, it was how we did things. I didn't, I didn't ever know anything else. Uh, my faith became real to me as a teenager. Um, I spent eight years fighting a significant eating disorder. And uh, towards, towards the end of that time, I realized, um, that I didn't have to do it alone. I was allowed to give up control and give up everything that I was holding and and give it to God and and have the faith and the understanding that he was going to help me fight it and that I wasn't I wasn't by myself. I did not have to um, be solo in that. I did not have to do that all by myself. I realized that Jesus had the answer when he was putting people in my life um, that loved me really well and, and were able to en encourage me in my battle that I I didn't have the answer. I couldn't do it. It wasn't it wasn't my thing to deal with. Um, he consistently put people in my life and uh, the church family that I had was a very big part of that. Uh, my life is different now in Jesus because I can see a lot more light. I, looking back, I I don't I don't have to be stuck in that deep dark place. I can have more light and more grace and more peace. And He is constantly showing me that in in every day, in the big situations and in the small situations. Well, special thanks again to Kim for sharing that story with us. That's what we're talking about this month here at Lake Point Church. If you did miss last Sunday with, with Lake Point, we kicked off our one-month gospel fluency course, and by which we are educating you on how to tell the whole story of God, the gospel story of God, using just four F-words. And if that sounds like a wild and crazy time and you missed it, well, in fact, it, it was a wild and crazy time, but you don't have to miss it because we're going to talk you through all over again how fall, forgiveness, faith, and freedom are four words that capture the entirety of God's gospel story, both for the world and especially for you. Um, so we had you practice daily in, in a week that's gone by, and hopefully you, you followed your homework and are starting to become fluent in it, because that's the idea here is we're not just going to learn a few words. We're going to get fluent by practicing these words. And instead of just leaving it at the God story like we did last week, we're going to do your story in the gospel this week. And just to refresh you a little bit on the context of this, this is all within the 40-week journey that we have crafted for our church going back to October where in October we dared to dream of what it would mean to be a disciple maker, that, that the gospel of Jesus does not just stop with us, it flows to another. And we said that if it's just for one 
person besides us, this 40-week journey would be worth it. From October, we moved to November, and we learned to pray for people. On a daily basis, we learned to pray God's heart for the people in our lives. In January, we prepared ourselves by learning our shape, by identifying our calling, that which is unique to how God carries us um, into other people's lives. February, we talked about caring for people. You know, we opened up the book, Everyday Gospel, that that we've created for you. And in the middle of that, started taking those steps towards actually getting into someone's life. And now, here in March, we are actually talking about talking to people about Jesus. And you might be wondering, why? Right? Like, like, why do this? Maybe you've heard the famous quote from St. Francis of Assisi, Preach the gospel at all times, and when necessary, use words. It's a clever statement, but the fact of the matter, it is always necessary to use words. Romans chapter 10 uh, tells us, How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one in whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? In other words, people don't get Jesus out as a savior without getting someone to tell them that he's the savior. The stakes are just way too high to hope that somehow or through someone else, your friend gets to hear about Jesus. We're the ones who've got to talk about him. And it's not like this is some kind of chore. I, I, I know you. I know that you love talking about stuff you love, right? Whether it's the latest show that you are streaming right now, you're so excited about it, you just got to tell someone, or maybe that new local restaurant that you, you, you did your carryout order from, or that new brand muffin that's like, that is the best brand muffin you ever had, and you're going to tell people. People love talking about stuff that they love, so instead of talking today and terms of things that you have to do or you, you should do. Let's just talk about it from the terms of loving Jesus. Like, like right now, if, if you do not have a fresh encounter with Jesus, uh, something about him that you love, something about him that you find worth talking about, if that's not there, then go get yourself a story like that with Jesus. Jesus is a wild dude. You just follow him wherever he's going, and you're going to come back with a story from that adventure that's worth talking about. But if you are already there, and Jesus is really making a difference, then we really need to start talking about him because it's really worth other people listening in and hearing. And that's why we're giving you the simple, repeatable, four-word vocabulary for understanding the gospel of God in its entirety and the gospel of Jesus specifically to your story right now. So, so let's let's get into it a little bit, all right? Uh, think of this in cinematic terms. I, I know there's not as many movies coming out uh, these days as as there used to be, uh, but the way every 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 movie starts is, hey, life was fine, life was going well until bam, so something happened, right? England kills Braveheart's wife. Loki uses the Tesseract to to invite the Jatari down to Earth, or uh, Bell meets a beast whose heart should have been kinder than it was in the first place. That is all a description of a fall. Things were here, and now they're dropping on down here. Uh, By the end of the story, that fall turns into a freedom where oppression is liberated, earth is saved, true love's kiss, uh, or happily ever after uh, is made available. It's the stuff in the middle 
the heroic middle that turned it from a fall to a freedom. That's the part of the story that you and I love and really grab a hold to. And, and Jesus is the hero of our story. It's, it's his gospel. It's his forgiveness. It's his faith that, that really transforms our story. So uh, get this, like in the fall, God did not leave us in our fallen state. Like he, he made us up here. We, we fell by our wrongdoings away from him here. Every problem, everything that's broken is a product of us falling away from the God we came from. Instead of just leaving us in the middle of that fall, uh, he provides a forgiveness. He embodied everything that we should have done right. And he put on his body everything uh, that we had done wrong. And he went to the cross and he died there and he killed all our wrongs there. And then he yells out like, it's finished. Because it was. Forgiveness was done. The cost was paid. So that now, third F word, faith is all that's asked of us. Just believe that what Jesus did counts for us. And then you live in a freedom. That if it counted for us back then, it counts for us today and it counts for us forever. We live a life, a life to the full, as Jesus said it. Because of what he's done. Again, that's that's the God God's gospel story in, at the macro level. Let's make it your gospel story right now. So whatever you're doing right now, whether you got that bowl of cereal in front of you or you're fumbling with your phone on one hand and a remote on another and the screen's in front of you, like get out a piece of paper or some kind of app that you can take a note on because I want you to come out of today with some real notes on your story in the gospel, something you can look back at. And I appreciate a lot of us are in process. I, all of us are in process. So like if you're not there at the faith part or you're still trying to figure out the forgiveness, that's, that's fine. But let's, let's write the story as it is right now. Okay? Starting at the beginning, what is your fall? How would you describe it? Maybe it's a place of hurt in your life where a lot of us find Jesus for the first time in the moment of being at rock bottom where we had nothing else to do besides look up. Or maybe it was this long drawn out predicament that we tried this, we tried the other thing and nothing ever seemed to to work. It's a sense we were made for something more and we don't know how to get it. Uh, You know, for me, I didn't have that rock bottom story where everything fell apart all at once. You know, I was the suburban story of a kid who grew up with parents who loved him and took him to church every Sunday. But as I reach those adolescent years where I was trying out new freedoms. I just, I, you know, I felt like, I felt like all I learned early on, I had a great church, great family, but I was just treating the Jesus part like it was all religion. So I was trying other stuff outside of Jesus and just wasn't making me any more free. Um, what was it for you though? Maybe you got the rock bottom story. Maybe your fall is where the four fell out from under you and you couldn't do anything about it. Maybe it was a lonely ache that, that just wouldn't go away, a search for purpose, a search for something more. Maybe you kept telling yourself you were right, but knew deep down you weren't. Maybe you kept telling yourself you were wrong and didn't know how to find peace uh, for, for your soul in, in the middle of it. Whatever it is that felt like a fall away from the way things were supposed to be. Can you write a couple notes on that right now? Just... Just mark it. This is, this is your story. This is about you today and how Jesus is meeting you. And you got to go back to, to where he found you in the fallen state. Okay? Write, write some notes on your fall. Now, skipping ahead to F word number four, uh, 
let's start writing some words about our freedom as well. How, how in Jesus has life changed since, since you found him? Um, it's not that you don't have trouble. It's not that you don't have people against you. Jesus said you'd have trouble in this world, and you do. But he also said you'd overcome in this world through him. So how is he doing that? Uh, you know, the walk with Jesus is going to look more like the walk with one who overcomes. It looks like having someone to walk with you through the valley of the shadow of death with enemy and evil around you. You know, that's what his freedom looks like. It's to know love and to know that it's enough to experience rest in restless places. It's to be sanctified of, of some of your sins, but then sometimes to backslide into some of the sins that you thought you got rid of, or maybe stumble into new sins that you, you, you never had a problem with but before. But to know that in all these things, you've been crucified with Christ, that all, all the wrong has died with him, that's where the freedom comes from. You are what Christ has done for you. So how would you tell the story of your messy life right now as it is lived out in the freedom that Jesus has for you? Mark a few words for it. I know I'm not giving you a, a ton of time, but write, write something and come back and fill it in a little more later. Okay, but now let's talk about the middle. Uh, if you got the fall before and the, and the freedom that follows, let's go to the heroic moment in the middle where the forgiveness and faith of Jesus has found us. Uh, you know, for me, it goes back to a Bible camp experience um, where uh, someone just told the story of Jesus crucified for me. They went into very graphic detail what goes into a flogging and a crucifixion back in Jesus' day. And, and somehow, even though I, I knew the story of Jesus dying, like, like the back of my hand, having grown up with it, it made sense that day. It hit my heart that day, not just my head. And it transformed something in me. If that's the kind of God and how he lived for me, then I'm going to live everything that I have for him. And I had faith that that forgiveness of Jesus on the cross counts for me. That was my turn. That was, that was my turn with the hero. What was it like for you? Was it a, a light bulb moment? A rock bottom moment where all you could do is look up? Were you bargaining with God or challenging God to show himself? Did God get to you through your mind by answering all your questions? Did he get to you through your heart where you don't even understand how it happened? He was just there. Did he... Use a friend to speak it into you. Was it a, an, an event that just really drove you to seek God? Whatever it is, like it, it, it's the hero's turn in your story. And, and, and don't you dare tell the, the story like you're the hero. Like you woke up one day and you got serious or you got smarter or you decided you were going to love better. A, a real telling of the story is not a telling of the story of the day that you found God. It's a telling of the story of how of the day that God found you and how his love was greater, how his voice was truer, and how his invitation compelled your heart. What all you did at the end of the day was say yes. Don't give yourself any more credit than that, because it's not yours to take. Faith is your yes to the forgiveness that the hero saved you with. And and that, that's how we tell the story. That is your story in the gospel. So if we put it all together, my story is I, I grew up as a suburban kid with the, the parents who loved me and the, and the church that was, that was always there for me. But it, it just wasn't enough. It wasn't satisfying. And neither was anything else that I was trying in its place. Till one day I, 
I, I heard the story of the death of Jesus for me. And this time it wasn't just to my head, it was to my heart. And it's like something was being shaped differently in me. It was the forgiveness of God truly meeting where I was at. I was ready to put my faith in it. That, that, that I wasn't going to go anywhere else besides with, with a whole heart towards Jesus and any longer. And yeah, I, I, I trip, stumble, and fall every day. I don't, I don't always reflect uh, Christ in my life. But what I do have is a freedom with, to have an ongoing conversation with him. That's what my prayers now feel like. And this, this, this freedom that um, he's my safe place. Like when the rest of the world doesn't feel safe, I can just kind of go to a quiet spot with him. And he, he's overcoming like shadow sides of my personalities, things I don't like about myself. I am a me today that I wouldn't be on my own. It's because Jesus is alive in me by his spirit. That's my gospel story in a nutshell. Okay, and given some more time, I'd, I'd use a few more words. I'd include a, a, a couple of stories. But that's about what you're trying to get to as well. Like, in a nutshell, what is your gospel story w- with Jesus? And you might be wondering, like, why? Like, what, why, why are we bothering with this? Like, just so I get this elevator speech, then I go around and tell them as many people as I can? Okay, so not exactly. All right? Uh, understand this. Uh, if you do have that story, like down to an elevator speech, you'd be surprised at how many times God gives you the opportunity to talk about it. Okay, scriptural motivation here, 1 Peter 3.15, always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. God asked us to be ready so that we could give someone an answer. And so when you become the person who's ready, he's going to set you up with more opportunities to, in fact, say what you are ready to say, but also this, Matthew 5, 15, neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and get, gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify the Father in heaven. In other words, like don't put a blanket on a light bulb. A, it's dangerous, and B, it's, it's dumb. It's meant for something else. And that's what you're meant for. In, in Jesus, it just shines out of you. When you love something, your love for that thing shines. All I'm saying is love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength. You'll shine out for him in every way, including with your words. Do not let the gospel of Jesus end with you like a dead end or end with you and your Christian friends like a like, like some kind of cul-de-sac, again, back with Romans 10 and what we were talking about, the only way that someone gets to hear about a Savior is when people like you and I start talking about him. And the easiest way to talk about him is to tell what he's done for you. And it's not just at the macro level. It's not just your whole life story. I am asking you to have a three to five minute version of your whole life story in the gospel with Jesus. But beyond that, what I find that God sets me up with talking about more often than the whole life story is just a slice of my gospel story with Jesus, the slice that's most relevant to this week or this month. Uh, so, for example, I'm, I'm experiencing a fall right now through some of my shortcomings as a youth basketball coach. I feel like I'm falling out of relationships because I'm not pulling it off as a good enough coach. And as much as that's unsettling inside of me, it's getting resettled when I realize it's not about 
how good I do this coaching thing. It's never about what I do. It's about what Christ has done for me. I, I am forgiven and I do put my faith back in him. And because of that, I'm free to go back and finish this weekend, uh, final coaching with the kids and just love on some boys and do the best I can with them. That's a slice of my gospel story as it's being lived out right now. That's the kind of stuff that can come out and talk about. Or, hey, I, I fall every February. Okay, I got this like seasonal depression kind of thing. It actually spills over a little bit towards mid-March. So like a couple days from today, come talk to me because I'm going to be a better person. But I'm, I'm still in my funk right now. But even though I'm falling in February and the way I treat people, the way I think of myself, I got a better February going this year than I did last year because I've revisited my faith and the forgiveness of Jesus for me. It's transformed me on the inside. And I'm I'm free to believe that every February is going to be a better February, even for as long as I'm forced to endure God-forsaken winters in Wisconsin. Okay, that, that's gospel, a slice of gospel. Or I'm free in this COVID-19 world to, to acknowledge that, you know, I, I feel like I've, I've fallen as a pastor. I don't really know how to pastor you online. As much as I'm trying and as much as I'm speaking to you right now where we've been setting up online services, I, yeah, and for as many as you I reached out to, I, I know it probably wasn't enough people or often enough, but to, but to realize it's the forgiveness and faith in Jesus that really transforms you frees me up to play whatever part I can play. That's my gospel story, my slice of it right now. Now, you get to do the same thing with yourself. Whatever is in front of you, whatever is going on in everyday life and everyday relationships, you take the gospel of Jesus and you apply it to it with the words fall, forgiveness, faith, and freedom. So like as a parent, maybe your kids have fallen out of, out of your expectations for them, right? Uh, uh, maybe, maybe those, or maybe your expectations were fallen in the first place. Uh, little stories about how early on in life they, they didn't take to reading or sports as quickly as you hoped. Or maybe the latter stories, you they fell in love with someone that you wish they hadn't, or they took a education path that you thought was lesser than where they could have ended up. But 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 to forgive and to have faith that the transformation of Jesus is really all they need from the inside out to live the free life that God's intended to them. That's a slice of the gospel story. Or maybe you feel like you're falling out of your sense of purpose. You're just drifting. You don't know what to do, how to set a goal, how to stick to it. But instead of measuring yourself by accomplishment, maybe your slice of the gospel story is to find faith again in the forgiveness of Jesus, that you're free to live out of a transformed life in him rather than be defined by what you do. Um, or maybe your story is being alone. Like, I don't know if it's COVID alone or always alone or feel like you're alone, even though everyone's around kind of alone. But uh, being alone is a, a fallout of intimate relationships, which could give us a push back into the intimacy of Christ's forgiveness that forgives us while we were yet sinners. And, and then out of that kind of faith and that sort of love, you're free to live a, a loved life because because you are. And, and on and on our stories could go, it's, I'm making them sound too simple right now. I, I understand that because I just got that amount of time. But for you to grab a, a, a few lines uh, to, and, and to capture the fact that the, the longer, more dramatic, 
more emotional unfolding of the gospel story in your life, the slice of your life that you're living right now, and to be able to put the words on it, fall, forgiveness, faith, freedom, to praise Jesus and to tell his story and your story, and not just talking about weather and, and sports. That's, that, that, that's just it. That's how it works. So here's the homework. All right, you, you, you got your little notes on the side, four F words and a little bit of your story as you're crafting it. What I'm asking you to do this week is on a daily basis, tell someone, the, the person in front of you, your, your, your kids, your spouse, someone you're dating, uh, tell your houseplant if you got to, right? Um, tell them my life's gospel story is blank. Can you take your three to five minutes to do it? Okay, elevator speech kind of version. Like if someone were to ask you the question for the hope that you have, you got your three to five minutes to say, Here, here's what my life has been about in Jesus. But don't stop there. And then tell a fresh story. Say, my gospel story this week is, and then again, apply the words fall, forgiveness, faith, freedom to what's most in front of you in your everyday life. That's gospel. And when we could start talking like this, that's where gospel fluency comes into play. Chapter six in your book, Everyday Gospel, very much complements this. So make sure you got your copy and uh, you're reading along in it. And what, the way I'm going to end right now, okay, this is how we're doing online church. Um, something that we're not doing in the main service, something just for you. Make sure your devices are down. Make, make sure your, your, your plate of food is to the side. Take a reflective moment with Jesus right now. Because up until this point, with two homework assignments and four categories of notes, this could feel like a little bit of a business Sunday. I want you to take space just to let Jesus talk to you. Let him talk to you about where your fault's at. Let him talk to you about where his forgiveness is. Let yourself hear his invitation back to faith. And let him give you a picture of freedom from here. This is just you and Jesus for the next few minutes. Just listen in and respond to him.